From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, the baby-faced assassin is back. And I couldn't be happier. It's been a while, my friends, and I do apologize, but... I've been on the road uh, for this t- for a while. I've also uh, been setting up a brand new studio here in North Florida. Uh, so that's taken some time and some energy and effort. But I am happy to report we are back in business. And I couldn't be happier. Now, of course, uh, I'll get into a lot of uh, other things, but right now... Breaking news this afternoon: the QAnon shaman Jason Chan, Jake, oh, I'm sorry, Jacob Chansley, has been released from federal prison and transferred to a halfway house. Now, after all the crap that that young man has had to deal with, solitary confinement a sentence that just did not fit the crime, and other uh, persecution by the uh, Injustice Department and others, he has been set free to a, and transferred to a halfway house instead of, all, instead of a federal prison. Now, mostly that ha- the credit has got to go to Tucker Carlson and all the video footage that he put out there involving Jacob Chansley. The QAnon shaman who was escorted by Capitol Police throughout the Capitol, even being let into certain places and whatnot, instead of the false narrative that was put forth by the J6 committee, by Democrats and by the mainstream corporate media who basically took it hook, line, and sinker and just ate it up. So, at least maybe we are on our way to getting some things fixed. Now, of course, there are still the January 6th prisoners, many of them still in pre-trial confinement, who have not had their day in court and have been denied basic due process. But... They're tough. They're hanging on. And now, they're in the music business. They're single, Justice for All, with them singing the national anthem at 9 o'clock every night, which is their tradition, added to President Trump uh, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, has gone up the charts. It is number one with a bullet. On the Billboard charts, on iTunes, I mean, all of a sudden, yeah, for the people who have Trump derangement syndrome, he's now a best-selling recording artist. Ha! Now, of course, will he get nominated for a Grammy? No, of course not. That just wouldn't be, you know, the entertainment business. But, ha! But I love it. And 
Tucker Carlson, God bless you for putting this out because this is absolutely was a travesty and a tragedy of justice, if you even want to call it justice. So, yay. Thank you, and I, I love it. I, I love it. We've got a chance here to make a really ugly situation correct, and Tucker Carlson has already started the ball rolling. And for Jacob Chansley, I hope he gets uh, get gets out of there, out of that halfway house, because he didn't deserve the sentence he got because of a corrupt justice system and corrupt judges. Because anything in the D.C. swamp, you're never going to get a fair trial if you're any type of Trump supporter, Republican, or what have you. Conservative, yeah. It's just not going to happen. But I'm thinking, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen with some of the other J6 prisoners, but this is a good start. This is a very, very good start. And I can only wish Jacob Chansley nothing but the best. And a, a speedy recovery because what they put you through probably has messed you up physically, but definitely has messed you up mentally. This was just... Wrong on all counts. So we move on from there, and I wish him, and again, I wish him well. But now, apparently, <laughs> I just love some of what's going on right now. I really do, because not only is Trump back, he's back with a vengeance. He's back with a bullet. And I'll get into the Waco rally from last weekend and other things with the bogus trials. But, of course, the big news this week within the last couple of days has been the shooting at the church school, uh, the Christian school in Nashville. And, frankly, I am absolutely so ticked off over this, but not for the reason that you might think. Now, of course, the, the, the wackadoodle left is screaming, I mean, literally screaming for gun control. I saw a woman on CNN who probably was the wackiest broad I've ever heard because it wasn't just the usual emoting and screaming you know, for more gun control and an assault weapons ban and everything else. This woman, I don't know who she was, and I don't care, but she represents a brand new level of whacked out anti-gun zealots. When she said, and I quote from her, pronouns don't kill children, guns kill children. And I thought, I mean, there, this is blatant stupidity. It doesn't match up. Because in this person's mind, in the, in the mind of leftist anti-gun zealots, guns just, do, just shoot people without the use of, without the agency of anybody pulling the trigger. This is why when you hear of things like this, 
you just listen to the left. I mean, it's like you can set them by your watch, my friends. You can totally set them by your watch. And yet, and yet, um, you know, there's not going to be any, this, and John Cornyn, Senator Cornyn, you better not do the same stupid-ass thing you did the last time and come up with some uh, gun control measure because I'll tell you, you already ticked off a whole bunch of your fellow Texans. If you're going to try to do something like this again with Schumer running the Senate, you pretty much are done, buddy. You're done, John Cornyn. And frankly, I don't even know in a state like Texas that you can adopt such a stupid gun control measure. But that was then, this is now. And the fact that the person, the shooter, was identified as trans, I'm like, oh great. This is a whole new twist to an already sick and twisted tale. Because now you have trans people going to Christian schools and killing people, killing kids. I mean, three kids dead, three adults dead. And apparently, the shooter, and that's all I'm really going to say, is just call, call them the shooter, essentially died because of suicide by cop. Now, you won't hear that, and you haven't heard that term uh, mentioned at all, but essentially, that's what happened. Suicide by cop, This person, the, the shooter died by. Now, it was tragic enough. Amongst the dead, the three kids, not all nine-year-olds, one of them happened to be the daughter of the pastor of the church that runs the school. That's sad enough. But then, of course, of the adults, one of them who, uh, one of the three adults who died was the, was the head of the school. Now, I know what the left does every time they see this. They're not going to get anywhere and they act like complete and total dingbats. They scream, they yell, they're irrational. You cannot reason with them. You can't present them facts because it mess. But the truth messes with a good, nearly psychotic rant. But I'll tell you though, I'm and I look at this from a different perspective. It's not about okay. The state of Tennessee, yes, did pass legislation to not allow any of this gender affirming care for kids under 18. No mutilation, no puberty blockers, nothing. You know, but I don't understand what it is with this obsession with the LGBT, trans, whatever, the, the alphabet community with messing with minors. I mean, come on. If these kids want to do that, if they want to continue in their dysphoria and confusion, you can't wait until they're 18 when they're actually of the age of consent? But no, I don't understand with the groomer thing. 
I, I don't understand it. I mean, it's twisted. It's sick. We've already been dealing with this nonsense in Florida. Now, Governor DeSantis uh, isn't cool with the whole groomer thing at all. I mean, the parents, uh, the parents' education bill, the parents' rights bill, and it's not don't say gay, don't say gay. I've heard that. It sickens me. You're liars. And stop it. But now the state of Tennessee uh, is actually going and passing legislation to not allow any of this nonsense to happen. You know, you have to wait until you're 18 if you want to do it. But apparently... Some in the trans community not only don't want to, for kids to have to wait until they're 18, they're willing to step it up. Not all, because I want to be fair, but there are some trans people, LGBT folks, who now want to take it to a whole different level. The trans day of vengeance. I'm like, whoa. First of all, a trans day of vengeance? Now, I know the mainstream media, CNN, MSLSD, the, whole, the usual suspects, and even Fox to a degree, want to make people like the shooter in Nashville and others like them, they are the real victims. No, they are not. Okay? No, they are not. And I will call BS every single time I hear this. And yeah, it's going to probably get me into trouble. But you know, I don't care. Because you're not the victims here. You are not. And what's really interesting is, when you're addressing the issue of mental illness when it comes to gun control, now this puts it, that gives the alphabet community a bit of a dilemma, a conundrum, if you will. Because if gender dysphoria and confusion and all this is considered a mental issue, as they call it a mental uh, disease, then that, then the shooter should not have been able to legally purchase the guns that were used. It, it, it should not have happened. So this is interesting because now the alphabet community has to wonder, okay, if gender dysphoria and all the other stuff is a mental illness and it should be part of uh, getting a gun or trying to implement some kind of gun control, then they're going to have to ask, they're going to have to admit either they have mental illness and should not be granted a firearm because probably under some red flag law or whatever, or, or, or something else. They're just going to have to just get over it because you're either going, you either have a mental illness or you don't. And this trans day of vengeance that they're calling for is really not just mental illness. I mean, day of vengeance. I mean, that's threatening violence. I mean, at least to me, those of us who actually have some sense, but where is the Justice Department? Hmm? Where are you, Merrick Garland? Where are you, Christopher Wray, Director of the FBI? Where are you? 
Now, if you're going to let people in the BLM and others just go all kinds of all kinds of crazy and wackadoodle and Fifty Shades of Nuck and Butt and destroy whatever. I mean, we already have seen some of the stupidity of the trans community or those who support them. Case in point. The spokesperson for racist Katie Hobbs, the illegitimate governor of Arizona, in my view, had to resign because of a stupid, brainless tweet where she called for the shooting of quote-unquote transphobes. This woman, the, sp the press secretary for the governor of Arizona, was calling for violence against people who don't agree with gender ideology or the, L or the LGBT agenda. Don't give me this crap that Oh, these people are just the victims. They're the real victims. No, they're not. The real victims were the three nine-year-olds who got killed, along with the three adults at the school. They were the victims. And now you have to have parents, a pastor, his wife, and the siblings of a nine-year-old having, having to bury them, and the other families who were adversely affected. And I've said this to the Christian community for at least a couple of years. I warned them. I warned them last year when it came to uh, the Dobbs case and the Supreme Court sending abortion back to the states. These people are not well. They are not. And now you've got the Trans Day of Vengeance coming? Uh, no. Sorry. I don't buy this. I've told many people in ministry, evangelicals, traditional Catholics, these people are not well, they're playing for keeps, and they do not care. It is wartime. It's life in wartime. And if you don't take this seriously, you're going to end up with more Christian schools being targeted by all kinds of people. Trans, non-trans, doesn't matter. We have, we in the evangelical community and the traditional Catholic community, we have been targeted. Not just by a weaponized FBI, not just by a weaponized Justice Department or Injustice Department, whichever you prefer. We are now dealing I mean, parents who object at school boards are being labeled as domestic terrorists. You have Catholics praying the rosary in front of abortion clinics. They're being called domestic terrorists. Same with evangelicals. And yet, we have a real act of domestic terrorism by someone who identifies as trans and in the tradition of the mainstream messed up media, they're the real victims. And, and I'm like, no, they're not. Because you cannot talk sense to those who have none. They just want to just scream and yell and emote and get irrational. And they have nothing to back it up. 
More guns means more depth. Really? More guns means more depth? The data shows it. Well, where's the data? I mean, come on. Where's the data? If you're going to rant and rave and go all psychotic and saying that, oh, no, there's data, there's data. I said, really? Can we uh, just show it? Come on. You know, if you, if you believe your point is valid, show the proof. Because in states like Wyoming, uh, Idaho, uh, my goodness, not very popular state, even Vermont, which is Bernie Sanders' country, has some of the most permissive gun laws in the entire country. And yet, the number of murders or gun violence has actually very, very low given the population of each of these states. Because, I mean, even the Dakotas, they don't have, I mean, these are states that probably don't even have a million people. I'm Maybe half a million, 600,000. But yeah, you get very few murders and gun violence in states like that with gun laws that aren't strict. But yet, here's D.C. Probably the same amount of people, half a million, 600,000. They have some of the tightest gun control laws in the country, and the place is nothing but a shooting gallery. Same in Chicago. Same in L.A. Same in New York. Blue cities run by blue mayors or blue states. Baltimore, throw in, that, throw in them into this. So no. It is, you can't, when you're dealing with people who are that, well, driven or that psychotic, who are emoting all over the place, and somehow, because they're emoting and yelling and that somehow they have a point? Uh, the answer to that would be no. It wouldn't. It would be no. So you you cannot reason with those who can, who are unreasonable. I mean, you can show them all the facts. You can show them FBI statistics. You can show them gun statistics. Uh, people like Dr. John Lott, who I I had the pleasure of meeting of uh, about twenty years ago in New York. Uh, and the work he does, I mean, he is definitely one of the foremost experts who has done all kinds of research into gun violence, gun control laws, and other Second Amendment-related issues. Find his work, Dr. John Lott, because until these ranting and raving loons and wackadoodles get over the, can embrace the fact that guns don't kill people, people kill people. And for people to go on national television and sound absolutely weirded out, and people who believe them are not thinking. Think, folks. Think things through, or as I call it, T3. Think things through. Because when you're going to make such ridiculous statements that are, I mean, the same thing happened after Uvalde, you, in, down in Uvalde, Texas. And believe you me, I give, just as a side note here, kudos to the Nashville Police Department. Major kudos. 
because even though it did take them 11 minutes to get there, which sadly, you know, if they were able to get there earlier, they might not have had as many bodies around. But they didn't hesitate. They got there, didn't wait. They got in there, boom, got the door open, and they went through room by room, typical standard procedures in an active shooter situation. And then eventually they found the shooter and, well, the rest, as they say, is history. And the shooter is gone. But what I've been really wondering about, as a side note on this story, is the manifesto that apparently this person had and I'm just going, man, oh man. It, and what was in the manifesto? And that's another question. What was in this manifesto? Because apparently, the shooter knew uh, that they were going to die. They, they knew it because... For whatever, this was not a mentally stable person. To go and do something like this, knowing that you're going to be killed by police, this does not make one lick of sense. Not one lick. Holy cow. But, you know, kudos to the police and what they did. And uh, I'm, I'm, oh, I just, my mind gets really overwhelmed when I think about these three, these six families, the, the parents of the kids who were killed and the families of the adults who were killed and what they're going through. I, I can't even begin to imagine it. And yet, what's going on? The mainstream media doing what the mainstream media does. Screws up everything. Puts forth a false narrative. And frankly, I, I can't even begin to trust what they say. Because this is horrible. Because you're messing with... You're devaluing the lives of the six people who are dead. And to go around saying that the trans community are the real victims because of those mean Christians. This is stupidity on steroids. Absolute stupidity. And yeah, I'm ranting today because I have warned so many friends of mine who are in ministry, churches around the country, that if you don't start taking this seriously as war, and it is war, I mean, the Trans Day of Vengeance right there should tell you something. But if, and I'm actually working in the community that I live in because we have two Christian schools. And I have been in touch with the superintendent. I'm also, uh, will be speaking with the mayor of my, of my town and possibly even the county sheriff because this is no longer acceptable. We gotta harden the target. 
And yes, both Tennessee Senators, Marsha Blackburn and Senator Haggerty, have put forth a bill in the Senate for a billion dollars in funding to help schools get trained armed personnel uh, in these schools. Now, frankly, I don't think it's enough, but at least it's a start. And it's going to depend on Schumer and all the Democrats, and let's see if they actually take this seriously instead of just going the usual gun control route. We need more gun control. And Biden out there, you know, talking about weapons of war. I'm like, what? An AR as a weapon of war? Oh my gosh. You know what's a weapon of war? Narratives and words. That is also a weapon of war, Joe Biden. And you and your buddies in the media and your press secretary using that phrase, you know, nice and uh, talking points from the DNC, weapons of war. No, your words are weapons of war. And the fact that you want to go after parents who object at school boards, traditional Catholics, evangelicals, people of faith, those are words of war. Those are weapons of war. Because you have essentially taken just ordinary folks and you're trying to turn them into something they are not. You know, domestic terrorists. When you had a real domestic terrorist in Nashville 48 hours ago ending the lives of six people, three of them kids. So no, I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm not going to be nice about it at all. And the, if I keep hearing this... um on the news, I'm just going to call BS every day I'm on the air. And probably I might even work weekends. But still, I'm tired of this nonsense. The, the Christian community needs to wake the heck up and realize these people mean business. These people are straight from, they're energized from the pit of hell. And they are going to do whatever they think is right to stop you. Even in even having someone who's a press secretary for a, a supposed governor saying that, oh, shooting transphobes. I'm like, who says anything like that? That's so irresponsible, I don't even know where to start. So yeah, I'm just, ugh, I'm going to stop ranting right now because I'm just so utterly blown away. I'm torn. My heart goes out to all six of those folks who died. And as far as the shooter goes, well, if you want to do suicide by cop, that's your problem, not mine. But before I get in, you know, before I end today, end today definitely got to get something in about President Trump. Now, his Waco rally over the weekend, his first of 2023, apparently was, you know, pretty typical Trump. He did throw in some extra twists. He did play Justice for All, the song that with the January 6th prison choir and singing the national anthem and President Trump reciting the the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, 
Oh yeah, and the and of course the the mainstream media uh, got their knickers in a twist and had enough cows to start a few dairy farms. Well, too bad because they are abs these people are I guess if you want to call it praying they're really hoping that somebody actually stops him, be it the um, the Alvin Bragg, the George Soros bought and paid for slave uh, to try to indict him, but that one's got some real problems because now <laughs> the grand jury is on a one-month break. One month. I mean, not a day, not a week, but a whole month. I think this is Bragg's way of trying to sort of weasel his way out of the fact that he almost made a huge mistake because if Alvin Bragg or the Democrat prosecutor down in Fulton County around Atlanta or you've got Merrick Garland's special counsel, his new attack dog, uh, the Smith guy, trying to uh, indict Trump. Trump's not going to stop. He is not going to stop because none of the crimes that these people are trying to get him on don't uh, measure up to disqualifying him from running. He's going to go. He knows he's got the momentum. And I said even before the midterms last year, all Trump has to do is announce he's running and he's got the nomination. Boom. Like that. And apparently right now, he is on a roll. He is over 50% in a lot of the polls. I mean, an awful lot of the polls. Now, DeSantis, my governor, great governor, stay governor, because you're not helping yourself. And besides, Trump is pretty much way in the lead. Just stay governor of Florida. Do what you need to do to finish out here. Then maybe, just maybe, in 2028, you can try running again. Because Trump only gets one term, and right now we don't need a trainee to dismantle the deep state. Trump knows what to do, how to do it, and he's got the people to do it. And right now, we need that. The country needs that. Frankly, I would even say the world needs it. Because with Trump, you've got, all of a sudden, you're going to have a whole lot of countries go back to 2016, 2017, and they are going to straighten their act out. Because they know what they get with Trump. They know what they get. And interesting enough, I just want to, uh, I want to play a little bit of Mike Davis of the um, Article 3 project. He was on War Room uh, just recently, I believe it was yesterday, talking about these bogus criminal investigations and trying to take out Trump. And I just want to play a little bit of what he said and bring in his legal insight because Mike Davis, smart guy, tough guy, used to work uh, for Senator Chuck Grassley, a fellow Iowan, and uh, I just love him. Just 
I, I just want him to you know, just talk for a bit. So go ahead, Mr. Davis. I got dark and stormy up in Manhattan, so they're they're going to retreat on that one, tactical retreat, and they're going to go to their 2.0. Uh, you talk about your my pillow 2.0, the Democrats 2.0. You're going to take be, my dog. I, hear, I, hear, I, have a, I have a face for radio, as everyone knows. But so I, so uh, 2.0 is going to be uh, special counsel Jack Smith, Garland's hand-picked special counsel. They're going to uh, look at President Trump for the non-crime of having his presidential records in the office of the former president, uh, office of the former president in Mar-a-Lago, which is specifically allowed by the Presidential Records Act. They're going to try to come up with some bogus process crime like obstruction to get him on that. And then the third way they're going to try to get him is through the Fulton County DA's office. Danny Willis, another Democrat, is going to try to prosecute Trump for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election, uh, uh, which uh, is allowed by the uh, uh, which is allowed by a statute of Congress in, from 1887. And Democrats objected uh, to Republican wins in 19. 69, 2001, 2005, 2017, but all of a sudden that's going to be a crime uh, to lobby lawmakers to object to presidential elections. It's, it's allowed by federal statute, and it's protected by the First Amendment. But that's their playbook, um, and of course they're going to ignore everything the Bidens do. That's why we heard a lot from Alvin Bragg, is because House Republicans sub subpoenaed smoking gun bank records that the Bidens took a million dollars from the CCP. So... Anytime there's an issue with the Bidens, we're going to hear about Jack Smith. We're going to hear about um, Fannie Willis. Maybe they'll try to bring Alvin Bragg's uh, dead case back uh, back from the dead. Uh, he's the he's the Freddy Krueger of the Democrat prosecutors. He just won't go away. But uh, that's their playbook. Yep, oh, folks. Thank you, Mr. Davis. That is the only thing that the Democrats can do to try to stop Trump. Bogus criminal investigations, be it Alvin Bragg in New York, the prosecutor in Fulton County down there in Georgia, or Jack Smith, uh, Garland's new hand-picked attack dog special counsel. They're going to go 0 for 3. They're going to go 0 for 3. Because, frankly, uh, no. Th this is just pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic, but anything they can do to try to stop Trump, which is going to be pretty dang impossible, considering as much of a lead he has, not just for the primary, but there's been pretty reliable polling that he would beat Biden. But yet Biden hasn't formally announced he's going to run. Heck, just like he hasn't, just like he hasn't gone to East Palestine, Ohio, uh, to look at that ecological disaster, but, but he doesn't care about those folks. So yeah, we're going to have ourselves some fun this year. And I am happy to be back on the air, and as soon as possible, we'll be doing a video portion, a, a video version of, of the podcast. And that's going to be fun, too. And, and that's going to end up being something that's being done daily, uh, Monday to Friday. But for right now, I'm just going to let people know that, hey, we're back. You can catch the audio podcast on any podcasting platform. We are easy to find. Just look for in black and white or our flaming microphone. 
You can also find us uh, on social media. Uh, we're on, uh, gosh, Truth Social, Twitter, Instagram, True Patriot Network, Getter, uh, and the video version is going to be on Rumble. Uh, you can also send us email in black and right at gmail.com or check out our website, which will be undergoing some upgrades and some updating in blackandright.net. So I just simply ask you to tell your friends, share this, uh, because it's going to get a whole lot more fun throughout the year as we're well on our way to heading to 2024 and it's going to get a whole lot it's going to get a whole lot nastier even before the primaries next year but we will be here and we will let you know what's going on and what's not going on <laughs> so this is going to be a whole lot of fun but i am so happy to be back and <laughs> Uh, and I'll let you know what some of the things that happened uh, while I was away. And some of it was some good stuff. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a different turn uh, on the program uh, in the next uh, few weeks. Going right into Easter, which is really only a little over, about a week and a half away. So yes, my friends, we're going to have some fun. So, in the meantime... I say thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. And for now, I simply say God bless. Have yourself a great Thursday. See you tomorrow for WTF Friday. And always remember that patriots still come in all colors.